you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And yes, we are one week away from starting the five-day-a-week podcast format once again. I'm very excited to get back to our regular everyday format and also excited for next Monday, which will also be SEC media days as well. So lots to look forward to, lots of SEC football to preview, and of course lots of Missouri news and notes to get to on this episode. And also I want to talk a little bit later about the direction of this podcast. I've made a fairly big decision about the direction of this program, so I want to get to that later in the episode. But first, I want to lead with what I teased with in the title, and that is, of course, Larry Roundtree's fantasy football value for 2021. Oh, and by the way, there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, first of all, while I did entitle this episode, Larry Roundtree is a deep fantasy sleeper, I really want to put the emphasis on on deep, at least for now, as we speak on July 12th here. Because, well, as it is mid-July here, this is right when I start taking a look at football preseason. And it just occurred to me, you know what? All the things I said about Larry Roundtree a couple months ago following the NFL draft still are true. And by golly, he might have some fantasy value for this season. And let me give you my case. Now, when you, as a guy who's played fantasy football for over 20 years now, basically the path to any player's fantasy value is rather simple. It's about ability, but maybe even more importantly, it's about opportunity. Because while Larry Roundtree, a sixth round draft pick at running back, on paper you might not think, well, his ability is just off the charts, right? That's not why you necessarily want to focus on Roundtree. But here's the thing, we've seen lots of mid-round, late-round running backs have value in their rookie seasons, so what it comes down to, to me, is opportunity for Larry Roundtree. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that first tr- the first-string running back for the Los Angeles Chargers is going to be Austin Eckler, without a doubt. He's one of the best pass-receiving running backs, not only in the league today, but of the past 10, 20 years, probably. He's a uniquely special kind of talent. But at the same time, Eckler has never had more than 600 rushing yards in a season. He's an efficient runner. He's an efficient runner. He's an effective runner. But he's not a high-volume runner whatsoever. So could it be that Larry Roundtree, a guy who can take plenty of carries, plenty of punishment, and is more of a volume-heavy, hey, I can run you over, lower my shoulder, and get the extra yards kind of player, is he maybe a good compliment to Austin Eckler. Well, I really think he might be. Now, while Larry Roundtree certainly might enter training camp at the very first day, he might easily be fourth on the depth chart at running back for the Chargers. So let's just be very clear. I want to emphasize again that he is a deep fantasy sleeper to the point that obviously there's no guarantee that Roundtree is even going to make the team 
for Los Angeles. But if you really, again, take a deeper look, you look at the guys who are presumably second and third on the depth chart right now. You've got Josh Kelly and you've got Justin Jackson. Now, without going too deeply in either one of those guys' history, neither has really set themselves apart from the pack. Neither has shown themselves to be a no-doubt NFL asset whatsoever, at least in my opinion. Now you have the other factor, which is you have a new coaching staff. You see, this coaching staff drafted Larry Roundtree. They did not draft Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson so that's a little bit of bias that works in Roundtree's favor, in my opinion, without a doubt. So once again, even if Austin Eckler remains one of the best players at the running back position in football, he missed a few games last year with injury in the middle of the season. He's now 26 years old. It's not hard to imagine that the new coaching staff might decide to take a little bit of selective load off of Eckler's, off of his back, essentially. Sure, he's going to be the first and second and even third down player most of the time, at least if it's third and five or longer. But on third and one, third and two goal line situations, and even the occasional series when they just need to lighten Eckler's load, I think Roundtree could have value as a legit number two running back for the Chargers, especially in a deeper league where, hey, I mean, if if you're drafting today – and it's a 10-team standard league with six bench spots, well, that's not enough room for a guy like Roundtree. But if you're in a league like I'm in where there's 12 teams, eight bench spots, and virtually every running back with a pulse gets taken, well, I think by the end of August we should have a pretty good idea of whether Roundtree is going to make the roster and, and be a part of that Chargers offense. So I'm not saying, hey, go run out and take him in the ninth round right now. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying he's an interesting player that all of us as fantasy football observers should be keeping our eyes on. That Chargers backup running back position is far from settled, and I really think Roundtree has an opportunity to grab it by the horns. And I do want to talk more about Mizzou football, of course, including a sad anniversary to report happening today, as well as a bunch of news and notes that we've missed since the previous episode. But first, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? Well, here's the short answer. They have access to the right kitchen tools. And with Maiden's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. So if you're serious about cooking, you should invest in the right tools. And Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. And right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCKED ON. You see, this is the best discount available anywhere Made In products are sold. So go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use the promo code LOCKED ON for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. Made in better cookware for better meals. Well, unfortunately, today marks the 16-year anniversary of Aaron O'Neill's death. Yes, the St. Louis area linebacker died in an off-season 
workout conditioning program, something like that. Wasn't even an official practice. And, well, at the time, people thought maybe he just had some type of heat exhaustion, something like that. Ultimately, it was ruled he died of viral meningitis. And I just remember at the time, I was spending my post graduate about year and a half in Columbia. I spent I graduated from Mizzou, spent about a little more than a year in Columbia before moving to Chicago for a period of time. And just as my Mizzou career had come to a close, well, Aaron O'Neill's was about to begin. And what I remember reading very specifically and being very emotionally touched by was just reading that Aaron O'Neill had wanted to be a Mizzou Tiger basically since he was a kid. And that's certainly something I could relate to. I can relate to it today, and I could certainly relate to it back when I was just 22 years old. Because, you know, even though I I was a basketball player, I played hoops in high school, I was okay, was never close to to being a Division I recruit, much less a Missouri Tiger by any stretch of the imagination. And But that didn't stop me from dreaming about it, right? Just like it didn't stop me from dreaming about being a Mizzou football player, even though Southern Boone didn't have a team. Well... Heck, if if kids can dream about being Spider-Man, well, I think I can dream about being a Mizzou football player. But just the idea that as this kid was about to make his dreams come true, not only did it come to an end, his entire life came to an end that day on Furrow Field. Just an incredibly tragic story, you know, one that's still hard to to wrap your head around just just because it's just profoundly unfair on just about every level, right? It's unfair to Aaron O'Neill. He didn't do anything wrong. I, as far as I can tell, nobody else did anything wrong either. I'm not even sure what we, we learned from this, to be honest with you. Just other than life is short and don't take anything for granted. That's all I can say. But you know what? Speaking of taking things for granted, I got to say 2020, the entire Mizzou football season, made me realize that I had really taken marching Mizzou for granted because over the last few years I tend to come in the gates at Faro Field about as late as possible at halftime go get you know go relieve myself go get a beverage maybe even go walk around the stadium to get some exercise but what I really realized in 2020 is how much I missed marching Mizzou and how much I had frankly taken their performances and their traditions most importantly for granted Because music, for me and I think all people, is such an incredible trigger of memories. And just seeing that band come out on the field, playing Every True Son, Fight Tiger, Old Missouri, all that stuff was really, really missed last season. Because while I was lucky enough to attend the games, obviously it just wasn't quite the same as it normally is for a whole bunch of reasons, but I'm personally just really looking forward to having the pageantry of Faroe Field 100% back because, I don't know, for me, not just it's not just about marching Mizzou. It's just about all traditions in general, just all these sort of markers on our calendar that come up that in some ways may seem a little silly, right? Like just in general, following a bunch of college kids playing sports on some level, is not very important, right? In fact, put it in perspective. Again, the Aaron O'Neill thing, compared to life and death, compared to all types of things that are happening in our world, well, what could be less important than college sports? 
But then on the other hand, it's this tradition that we all get to experience together, this tradition that I've experienced with my mom and my dad for the last you know, 30-plus years. It's something that we all get to look forward to. Life gets very difficult at times. It gets very monotonous at times. So I think it's especially in a world where so much of our entertainment options are on demand. We can have them whenever we want. Well, when things are on demand and are always there, we tend to take them for granted. And for years, Mizzou football, marching Mizzou, all that stuff has been there, even when we did have to wait for it. But now, with it potentially being taken away last year, we still got football, but so much of that experience was taken away. I just know that I'm never going to take any of it for granted again. And as silly as all this Mizzou football stuff, this Mizzou basketball stuff, as silly as it might seem on paper, well, I love it. And I know you do too. And it's one of the reasons that frankly makes life worth living. As silly as that sounds, I absolutely believe it. And coming up, I want to talk about an opening betting line for Missouri's opener against Central Michigan that I thought was surprisingly low. Let's talk about what that may mean for the Tigers in their home opener. But first, let's talk about Build Bar, the best damn tasting protein bar on the market. And you don't have to ask anybody else, just ask me. But here's what's even better. Available for a limited time, you can get Built Bar's Grasshopper Cookie. Oh yes, the Grasshopper Cookie. If that sounds really bizarre, well, I'm going to tell you, it's quite excellent. What does it taste like? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. Yes, the Thin Mint. It can't be beat. You know it. I know it. And the American people know it. But here's the best part. It has all the flavor of the Thin Mint Cookie without all that sugar. It's 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. So how can you possibly go wrong? Order today and get the get, blah, excuse me. Order today and get the Grasshopper Cookie. Easy for me to say, or raspberry, or whatever you like. And by the way, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com. And use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, I tried to warn all of you. I tried to warn all of you about the Chippewas. Central Michigan, Missouri's opening opponent. Over at betonline.ag, the Tigers opened at just an 11-point favorite. Now up to 13 points the Tigers are giving for their home opener against Central Michigan. Hey, less than two touchdowns for the home opener. That's a little scary, isn't it? Wouldn't you have rather opened with Southeast Missouri State instead of playing them the third game? I know I would have, but... Frankly, I, I, I was even I was surprised that it's less than two touchdowns, the number. As we speak, who knows? By game time, it could be 15.5, 17. I don't know. But Central Michigan had a solid showing last season in a shortened MAC campaign. I don't know. We'll have much more on the Chippewas going forward, but just wanted to pass that information on to you. And speaking of some interesting information, we all remember Cam Scott, right? Former Missouri wide receiver, Scored a touchdown in the famous Missouri blowout over Florida in 2018. Cam giving 
the Gator fans the chomp, I do believe, as he passed into the end zone wide open. But, well, Cam obviously transferred when Eli Drinkwitz came in. Did not play for the Houston Cougars at all last season and is now entering the transfer portal again. I just wanted to pass that along. I know Cam Scott was a guy I was I and a lot of other Missouri fans certainly had some hope for, but it just doesn't ever have seemed to work out for that young man just yet. Also, I want to clean up something about Tavoris Jones, Missouri's new running back out of the state of Texas, class of 2022. I think on my breakdown of him, I didn't give him enough credit for the kind of receiver that he is. As I took a deeper look into Tavoris Jones, I was saying I thought he had some upside as a receiver, but really he's shown ability as a receiver already in high school, having some seven, 800 yards in his most recent high school campaign, but also showed the ability to line up in the slot, line up out wide on the boundary at times. So it wasn't as though he was just getting screen passes and dump-offs for those yards either. He's got some ability at receiver. So frankly, I'm even more excited about Missouri getting the number one running back in Texas than I was just a week ago. And one final note here, I've talked about being confused about why Governor Parsons of Missouri had not had not yet signed the NIL, the name, image, and likeness bill, which allows student-athletes to profit off of said name, image, and likeness. Well, now it's official. It's about as official as it's going to get, at least. Before it is official tomorrow, <laughs> Governor Parsons is set to sign that bill into law tomorrow on Tuesday per his schedule so that's all gonna happen all of this it's all it's all happening baby name image and likeness if you weren't on board well it's time to get on board because change is coming to college football and you know I've already noticed Brady Cook Missouri one of Missouri's backup quarterbacks doing a Twitter video spot for a local realtor by the way here in town and Eli Drinkwitz retweeted the thing too which I thought was a little bit notable obviously Eli Drinkwitz is Kind of a, hey, let's let's be ahead of the curve type of guy. So the last thing he's going to do is appear to be in any way against NIL. Whether he was against it or not, clearly he's for it. He was on the floor down in Jeff City fighting for this. So I think that's a great look for him. It's a great look for recruiting. And, you know, again, there's no way he's going to look to be anti-player whatsoever. He just knows how to play the game. And when I say he knows how to play the game, I think he genuinely wants these kids to profit off their name, image, and likeness. I honestly don't see any reason why anybody would be against this. Now, if we're talking about, hey, let's start paying the guys out of, you know, how many scholarships should we have? How much money should we take from the athletic department? What kind of stipend should we get? That's all really, really complicated and could be completely fraught with all types of unforeseen consequences. That I agree with. When it just comes to allowing guys to essentially own their bodies to go, yeah, if you want my autograph for $20, sure, here you go. If you want me to endorse your your realtorship well sure I'll, I'll endorse your realty business too yeah buy a house from x y and z fine what does that have to do with the structure of football of the structure of college football nothing to me i, I just think that's all natural so uh, once again i just like to calm down all the people who think this is going to be the end of the sport as we know it again what do we really want to see we want to see the black and gold 
We want to see the helmets. We want to see marching Mizzou. As long as that's all there, I think we as football fans are just fine. And speaking of fandom, well, I did tease earlier in the program about a big decision I made about this program, and that's the following. You all know that I balance between fan and journalist at times because, yes, I'm your Mizzou mafioso, meaning I did go to the Mizzou Journalism School. I have been an editor, a reporter, a columnist, and now a, a sports radio podcast host. I've, I've worn a lot of hats in this business. But ultimately, I'm just a fan of Missouri football and basketball. And I think that actually my passion about this stuff and, and my ability to talk about this stuff totally with bias and yet without any worries about hurting anybody's feelings in the athletic department, I think that's one of the strongest parts of this show. So what I've decided is I'm not going to make any media requests this season. That's something I started thinking about a lot. I was like, do I need to be in on these press conferences? Does Eli Drinkwitz need to know me? Does he need to see my face? Does he need to see me asking questions and you know, pounding the pavement and all that stuff. And while on some level I think there's a lot of value in that, I think that would, at least on a short-term level, certainly get this program more listeners, I also know myself. I know that if I know some of these players, if I know Eli Drinkwitz, that's going to change what I share on the air. Because I'm kind of a nice guy, ultimately, if I know you, if we're friends, it's going to be really hard for me to criticize you, say the same things that I would honestly say if we didn't know each other. So you know what? I'm just going to remain a biased fan who is yet objective about the people he talks about because I don't know them. I don't have to feel good, bad, or indifferent about the honest feelings I share about football because none of this stuff is or ever will be personal on this program. I don't have any personal relationships with anybody I talk about, and frankly, that's the way I like it. So that's how we're going to keep it going on this program. Hopefully, you like that decision. Regardless, that's the decision I've made, and we're going to stick with it because, well, once again, I'm the host, and that's how it goes. So with all that being said, I'm going to get out of here on this Monday. And, well, I don't know if I'll see you all until next Monday for SEC Media Days, quite honestly. But when we start on July 19th next Monday, it will indeed be your team every day once again as we'll be back to the five-day-a-week format. And I can't wait for that. So until then, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Mizzou.